Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sadie Spills the Tea. We are on episode 60, and uh, thank you guys for helping me get here. The fact that we're at 60 is kind of a big deal. Um, I apologize that there was no new episode last Friday, and then it's been exactly seven days since we spilled the latest tea. Um, kind of feels like things are feeling a little more pre-pandemic over here. Schedules are filling up, plans are being made office, life, friends, events, you know what I mean? The calendar's just booking up. And um, thank you guys for just holding out and um, letting me have Friday with my um, team in the office, which was just a really great thing in general. So thank you guys for that. Um, before we jump into all of the latest news from the last week, um, just a little PSA. If you have the option to go option slash opportunity to go see Jungle on tour anytime in the next few months, please do yourself a favor and go and do that. You guys know I love nothing more than a night out at a concert with a killer band, jumping, screaming, dancing, sweating, mobbing with your friends. And uh, let me tell you, I did just that with some incredible people from my Three Wicks team and my boy Mikey. And it was just a really great time. Um, I'm putting myself on a little timeout right now. I am not allowed to have multiple school nights out. I don't know how I did it pre-pandemic. I don't know how happy hours, multiple nights a week, and all the things were happening. I, I honestly just don't know how I survived. Um, I feel like I'm still recovering from a few school nights out last week, and it uh, doesn't feel good. You know, I feel like I'm getting older and, and things are getting harder to recover from, but that's okay because it was so fun. So let's dive right into our sports news here. Um, because if you hadn't heard, the World Series is starting tonight. Like I said, months ago, it always happens around Halloween time. So I'd say for the next probably week or so, um, we will have World Series games because they stretch it out. They make it as long as they can, of course. Now we only have two teams playing and that's what they do. So unfortunately, the LA Dodgers got eliminated by the Atlanta Braves over the weekend. Um, to be honest, we came back. The series was at 3-2. It's first of four. Um, we went back to Atlanta after two wins in LA and took a big loss to the Braves. Um, that's okay. We had a good run. I personally am most sad that this Dodger team is probably not all going to be together next year. Um, I feel partial to this 2021 team, the fans, the families, the teammates on the field, off the field, all of it. I just, this was such a special group and selfishly, I'm really sad that um, they're probably not all going to be together next year. I would hope that they are. I hope the best for everyone and, you know, the off season and all the things, but selfishly just sad that um, this chapter of these guys is coming to an end. So, Yes, we are rooting for the Atlanta Braves. May the best team win. If it's not us, it's got to be them because we do not root for or even fathom supporting the Houston Astros in this household, okay? Go Braves. Hope they do it all the way to the end. We don't cheer for the Astros. End of discussion. If they win, which they won't, it'll be a brief situation, okay? Pre-warned. That's what's happening. So that's what we got in the baseball world. We got to talk about a little NFL here because... Over the weekend, Tom Brady just got another accolade on his GOAT title. He became the first player to throw 600 touchdowns. That means he's literally thrown 600 balls that have made it into the end zone directly 
directly giving them six points for a touchdown. Okay. He's obviously only played for two teams, the Patriots, and now he's on the Bucks. He got this 600 throw for the Bucks this weekend. So he throws the ball, it goes, you know, they get the touchdown, and then somehow the ball ends up in a fan's hand. This fan is standing at the very edge of the end zone, front row, the whole thing. He gets the ball, he's freaking out. Him and I are watching, we look at each other and we're like, that ball is worth so much money. So everyone's talking about it, whatever. A few minutes later, I don't know, maybe the next commercial break, whatever, someone from the Buck Stadium goes up to that fan and basically asks for the ball back. That ball they know is worth so much. Tom Brady would probably want that ball, all the things, right? The fan pretty much hands it back to him very quickly, like literally just like hands the ball over. Now, the, you know, slimy, shady, selfish person in me is like, you don't give the ball back that easily. I read all these tweets that were saying, as soon as you take that ball, you get the fuck out of the stadium. You don't give anyone your contact information. You run because that ball is worth a lot of money. So this fan didn't do that. He graciously hands the ball back. Now, because this became a whole thing, right? Everyone was like, wow, he got jibbed. Well, listen to this. This fan is getting quite the setup, okay? This guy is getting two signed jerseys plus a helmet from Tom Brady. He's getting a signed Mike Evans jersey and Mike Evans game cleats. He's getting $1,000 worth of credit to the Bucks team store, which is a dream. Not necessarily the Bucks, but I want $1,000 to a team store, right? He's getting two season tickets for the remaining of remainder of this season, so through February. And then he's also getting two season tickets next season. Now, last night, there was Monday Night Football happening, and Eli and Peyton Manning were doing their cute little show on the side. They had Tom Brady on for the second quarter, and Tom let us know that he's, in addition to all those things that that, you know, fan is getting, Tom is also giving him a Bitcoin, which just elevates everything a whole nother notch. So, love this for the fan. Um, Note to self, I don't know, do you take the ball and run if that were to happen to you, or do you give it back and then end up all over the news and you get all these things? not sure. Still just want the team credit if I'm being honest. So that's what's going down in NFL. Um, In some ESPN news, they are officially starting to cover hockey for the first time. As you guys know, not a huge hockey girl. And when Ham informed me of this while we were watching it the other night, I looked and was like, you know what? I think that's probably why I'm not a huge hockey person. It was never on ESPN. ESPN is all I had on growing up. Um, So that's maybe going to change. Not going to make any promises. You guys know I'm not a hockey gal, but maybe we'll turn it into one now that ESPN is doing that. So just a little fun fact for that. Um, okay. Lastly, in our pop culture news here, pop culture, Lord, we are only to sports. Hang tight, everyone. Okay. Simone Biles is still nervous about doing gymnastics. We know that she dropped out of the Olympics due to what she said was mental health. And then she came out and said that she had the twisties. And now she's just like, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, she was on a gold tour, the athletic gold tour um, a few weeks ago, and she did her floor routine, but she is afraid to do anything in the air, which like I totally get. Um, basically, she's having a really hard time watching these other girls doing these tricks that she used to be able to do, and now she can't. Um, and like, I don't blame her. If you don't trust yourself, and if you don't feel confident in doing a trick, why the fuck would you put yourself in a position to be in the air and tweak yourself, land on something wrong? You know what I mean? She's putting herself first. She knows that things are not going to work out um, in her favor if she were to try things that she's not really ready for. And she's not pushing herself. We love to hear that. We love that she's being so open about it. We love that she's opened up this entire conversation. So that's where Simone Biles is at. All right, now it's time for a little pop culture here because there's quite a bit. Um, Most excitingly, not most excitingly, that's just my segue that is really lame today. 
Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are set to play Barbie and Ken for a new movie. Let me repeat that. Margot Robbie, stunning. Ryan Gosling, stunning. Barbie and Ken, I don't need a fucking Barbie and Ken movie. I just need them in a movie together about anything, to be honest. Not necessarily partial to the Barbie movie. No idea what it's going to be about. Love that these two are in it. Love that we're getting some screen time. It's already a hot production. You know what I mean? So that's happening. Don't know when. Can't wait. Adele and Rich Paul. I'm sure everyone saw. They were at the Lakers game last week. Adele looked flawless in her chocolate brown leather outfit. First of all, she was dressed by style by Jamie. Love her to death. Head to toe, Aquazara and a Louis Vuitton chocolate brown leather jacket with a bag. Okay, boys on my team, they were like, oh my God, did you see Adele and Rich Paul at the Lakers game? And I'm like, obviously. And they were like, what was Adele wearing? I word vomited, obviously, Aquazara and Louis Vuitton styled by Style by Jamie. And they thought I was speaking gibberish. So for anyone out there that appreciates that sentence, thank you. She looked chicer than hell. She ran into Kid Cudi. They had a little collab. It was adorable. And again, if you have not watched Adele's 73 Questions of the Vogue, please go ahead and do it. She is just peaking right now. She's on fire and she deserves every fucking second of it. Okay. So next up, Angelina Jolie showed up to the Rome Film Festival. Um, what was it? Two days ago, maybe? If you have seen this picture going around of Angelina Jolie in this silver metal Versace gown with these botch extensions or this botch hair drop, if you didn't know that was an extension and you're just like, what the fuck's going on with her hair? What is going on? First of all, whoever is on her hair team is obviously team Jenny Ann because who is doing this to someone? Basically how it works a lot of times for any person of a caliber with hair and makeup, right? They're looking for a certain look. They're trying to add, they're trying to make something dramatic. A lot of the times it's not the celebrity's actual natural hair. A lot of the times, most of the times it's extensions that basically get weaved in and create a seamless effect. Well, (laughs) Angelina's hair gal was having an off day, or maybe she said something to piss her off, or maybe she just got hired and is really just Jennifer Aniston's number one fan because she did not blend any of these extensions. The pic is going viral. It's choppier than hell. You can see where Angelina's real hair stops before the extension um, continues. Typically, that's blended together. Um, It's horrible. It's mortifying. You could not, in my opinion, that's like one of the worst like beauty flaws, fails that you could have. And um, hilarious that it's on Angelina Jolie. Just going to go ahead and say that because I don't care for her in the slightest. Okay, we are also getting a new movie called Becoming the Ricardo. So Aaron Sorkin um, is a famous producer, and he is writing and directing and producing this film. It's going to be about Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. So um, Nicole Kidman is playing Lucille, and Javier Bardem is playing Desi. And the trailer for this looks stunning. The hair, the makeup, the costume looks just absolutely out of this world. It's hopefully coming out around the holidays. It says December 10th is our kind of release date. I don't know about any of you guys, but I feel like the holidays are a perfect time. That's kind of when you like start watching the movies, sometimes like Christmas, sometimes Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving when everyone's still in town, all of those things. This is really exciting for a lot of people. So Becoming the Ricardos is coming soon. There's another movie coming to Netflix now that we're just on movie news here um, with Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I always thought it was Gal Gadot, and then I heard her say it in an interview, and I wanted to go hide in a hole. 
Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot are in this new movie with The Rock, and it's supposed to be called Red Notice. No idea what it's about. It's coming out to Netflix in only a few weeks, November 12th. Um, love any movie that's coming out that has killer stars that we can watch for free on Netflix. End of discussion, right? It's like, oh, should we watch a movie? Perfect. There's a new movie with Ryan Reynolds. I'm in. So that's what's happening on Netflix in the next coming weeks. Okay, so this weekend, we had another episode of SNL with Jason Sudeikis, which you guys know, Justin Justice for Jason. It's just like what I want in a t-shirt right now. Forget Olivia Wilde living her best life with Harry Styles. We will get to him in a minute. But Jason Sudeikis is on SNL. He used to be on all the time. So this was like a big deal for him to come back, be you know, not a recurring guest, but everyone was like, he's back. It was great. Um, he had a bunch of hilarious skits. Honestly, I was laughing out loud the majority of the time. However, in the, um, weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Shea, Jason Sudeikis comes out as the devil, which I had no idea about until I went to Twitter. The devil was, is a reoccurring role. He has been the devil um, on SNL Weekend Update in the past. So for fans, they were like, oh my God, he's back. For me, I'm like, hell yeah. Jason as the devil, let's stir some shit up. So he goes on, he's making digs at all kinds of things. The moral of my story here is the fact that we know Colin Jost is married and has a baby with Scarlett Johansson and they have tried to keep it so mum, it's insane. I don't care for Colin. I've heard a lot of things shady about his relationship with Scarlett, about what he was doing when she was pregnant. He is not my guy. So Jason Sudeikis as the devil comes on to the weekend update and just starts fucking roasting Colin. Basically, he's making digs for baby trapping him. The fact that he could get Scarlett pregnant and not have this big hoopla about it. The fact that Scarlett's gotten screwed over in multiple films, but he doesn't know who has screwed Scarlet over more, the film industry, or Colin. There's just there were so many hilarious digs directly towards Colin about Scarlet that Jason could make that was just amazing. One of the things that Ham and I were talking about while we were watching this is that Scarlett Johansson is an A-list actress. Colin Jost is, I will give him a B minus celeb. He's on SNL, but like we don't know him relevantly outside of that, except for the fact that he is with Scarlett, right? So the fact that Jason Sudeikis, another A-list celeb, comes on and can just roast Colin over his A-list wife is incredible. That takes someone of that caliber, of that celebrity status, of that understanding as an actor to be able to make the digs that fall so well, right? It was so fucking good. Twitter was going off. Everyone was going off. Colin was laughing. He turned red. It was fabulous. So if you like a dig at Colin, that's a clip. I would watch The Devil um, on the Weekend Update with Jason Sudeikis. Okay. We're diving into a little Bravo news here because um, it's time. So uh, first and foremost, there was a Salt Lake City that was on Sunday night. I watched it. I thought it was great. The girls go snow tubing. It makes me really want to go snow tubing. Definitely going to seek that out when it's finally snowing here. Um, other thoughts is that Lisa loves fast food. Um, hilarious, but like also how does she maintain her skin? Although as we saw in episode one and two, 
the producers didn't do her any favors with her skin in terms of like a filter or anything like that. You can tell that the fast food's catching up to her. That was bitchy. I know. I said it. Oops. Um, and then my other thought is that Meredith and Seth are just fucking on fire. You guys know I'm still having regrets from not seeing them a couple weekends ago in Boulder, but the two of them are just so cute. Their whole like chit chat conversation about, hi, I need you to step up and help me with the kids. And he's like, I can do whatever you need to. They're just, I love their dynamic, especially coming off last season when they were really on the rocks. So that's my thoughts on Salt Lake City. I know there was more, but that's what I got. Um, Winter House premiered last Wednesday and you guys, it was everything I needed and more. I have never, I haven't watched a show, the first episode of a show and instantly felt warm and fuzzy in a really, really long time. This show did that for me. Um, as we know, most of the cast is from Summer House. The other people are from Southern Charm. And then we met, I want to say, four new people that were just friends of friends that weren't relevant and now are going to become Instagram famous. Um, moral of this story is the fact that Hannah is not in Winter House. She was dead weight in Summer House. And that is allowing Sierra and Paige to live their best fucking lives. Okay. So good. Um, I can see why you would think this is the dumbest show on planet Earth. It's what, a group of 12 people living in a house for 17 days in Vermont, getting debaucherously drunk every single night and then recording it? That's the whole premise of this entire show. You can be like, what a waste of your fucking energy. I understand. I'm personally invested in these characters. I need to see this character development. I need to see Paige and Craig ultimately fall in love and date now, and I need to see that play out. So I'm invested for the people, not necessarily for the drunk drama. Just going to go ahead and put that out there. It was amazing. One last thing to note on Winter House is like, what the fuck is up with the title when they, you know, when they're going to the interviews and they introduce people, Luke's title right now is jewelry designer slash hockey coach. I have not seen him wear or mention his jewelry once. If someone can back me, if someone can, you know, tell me otherwise, if he's flaunting this jewelry, please let me know. I have a lot, a lot of questions about that. So that's what's happening. And uh, we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, there was also part two of the Beverly Hills reunion that was on last Wednesday night. Um, moral of that whole reunion is that Erica was defensive. She came prepared. I think she prepared with Lisa Rinna. They just like really had each other's backs. I think she maybe prepped with Kyle a little bit too. Um, hey, no, nothing wrong with little preparation. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, Lisa admits that Amelia Gray dumped Scott Disick. We got that on record. Amelia was the one to dump Scott, not vice versa. And then we also found out that Harry Styles is a huge um, Beverly Hills fan. No one knew that was happening. Um, apparently, he watches and then he somehow asked Dorit for a video. Um, and Dorit, like we saw a clip of her being like, hey, Harry, I know you love the show. And all the girls are freaking out. And we're like, wait, Harry Styles watches Beverly Hills? Like, what else does Harry watch? Do you know what I mean? And then there was another meme that I was dying at that was like, Harry Styles is sitting at his house scrolling on his Instagram and he's reading the Who's Hunky Dory memes and he understands the reference. Like, how crazy is that that me and Harry Styles are watching the same fucking shows? You know what I mean? Love that Harry fuck Olivia Wilde. Okay, that's what I got on, on uh, Beverly Hills. Lastly in the Bravo update is the fact that potentially Brax, Brax Jax and Brittany are getting a new show, something about flipping a farmhouse. Not exactly sure what the nitty gritty is. Those are the rumors that are going around. Um, as we know, they had that show, like some, they take Kentucky and it was like right when they first started dating and all of that. But potential, we know that Jax has been teasing the fact that he's going to be in the works with Bravo and something else. And this is potentially what it is. 
Um, I'm also not cut up on Vanderpump rules because if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I'm not interested. <laughs> it's fucking boring. Um, they're not holding my attention. I'm really only watching it for Lala and that's that. I just, Winter House is better and Bachelorette is on and the World Series and side note, Ham's got me back on Succession. Um, I watched the entire season one. I watched the majority of season two. I kind of tailed off on the end of season two just because it was kind of getting repetitive and I'm back. Season three, I'm caught up. We're watching it on Sundays. No, it's not a Sadie show, even in the slightest. It's dark. It's mysterious. It's about family drama and like their legal and their company and whatever. And I'm invested again in these characters. And so if you're watching Succession and you want to chit chat and you're like, wow, Sadie, I can't believe you would watch that show. I know. I know. Me either. It's fucking good though. And I'm, I'm staying on for the whole season three. So let's chit chat if that's what is up your alley. All right. Quickly, uh, Bachelor news is that Katie and Blake broke up um, from Katie's season. Uh, I think it was a little surprise to all of us, Katie Thurston and Blake Moines. Um, I think it was a surprise to all of us that they broke up so quickly after her season ended. Really thought that they were doing well and that that was that. But then again, it's a Bachelor franchise and more often than not, they don't last. Um, so like honestly, joke's on me for thinking that they would. Um, that's really what I got on, on their breakup. Um, Chris Harrison got engaged the other day to his girlfriend of what, like three, four years, Lauren Zima. We know that she is on Entertainment Tonight. She is a host. Um, and when Chris Harrison's falling out all happened, um, Lauren Zima got removed from anything Bachelor related for the show. So she actually, a huge portion of what she was doing for ET got swiped away from her um, just because of her association with Chris. But now they're engaged. They live in Austin. Um, apparently they're bopping around all the time. Uh, I heard that he's super friendly. I heard she's really nice and we're really happy for them. Um, you know, love a love story. And then last Tuesday, we had Michelle's Bachelorette premiere, which just was everything. And then some. tonight we have another episode. She's on Tuesdays. Yes, The Bachelor is now on Tuesdays as opposed to Mondays um, with Dancing with the Stars and all of those things. Whatever. I like a Tuesday better if I'm being perfectly honest. And Michelle just fucking slayed. She is the most elegant classy, intelligent, strong, mature bachelorette we have ever had. Yep, I said it. Ever had. Tasha set the bar high. Michelle is going to just exceed those expectations, and I'm so fucking here for it. Love that. Actually, a guy from Wix knows a contestant on there, and you guys know I'd love to know when we know people on the show, so we'll be keeping an eye out for him. Can't wait for episode two tonight. Um, it's one of those things. I'm getting bachelor fatigue. I'm fucking sick of it straight up, right? I'm really, really, really sick of oh, we have the first dates and then they get have the group dates and then it gets bigger and then we it takes a million weeks to dwindle down, right? I'm I'm straight up, I'm over it. I'm having serious bachelor fatigue. I don't know how many seasons I can do. I'm already like, oh Michelle, I want to watch you tonight, but do am I gonna give you two hours? That type of thing. Yes, I will. Maybe recorded. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow, but I will give Michelle my full attention because she deserves it. And then after that, that's a wrap, I think. I am already not on board for Clayton. Um, so I apologize for those Bachelor people out there that are listening to this. I'm like, what's going to happen to the Bachelor updates? I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. They might stop, okay? If you're not a Bachelor fan, you're like, fuck yeah, Sadie, finally. You're getting your way, okay? I'm fucking over it. Minus Michelle season, okay? All right, Kardashian time, people. Most noteworthy here is that my Kimberly has partnered with Fendi for Skims. There's a new collab coming out, Skims slash Fendi. Um, it's dropping November 9th. 
and there's a shit ton of pieces. This is like one of the first big collabs that Kim has done. Obviously, Kim is coming off of designing all of the Olympic wear, which was just like a fabulous thing that she could have done. Um, but now she's collabing with Kim Jones, who is the designer for Fendi right now. It all came about. Kim Jones was sitting in a meeting with his team. Um, they were trying to play on their next collection. And right at a certain time, he looked around the room and realized that all the women in the room were on their phones literally just staring at their phone and he asked what are you guys doing they were all waiting for the next skims collection to drop literally his whole team in real life was waiting for the skims collection to drop and he said instantly i knew that that's what we had to do we had to do a collab with skims that many people in the world that many females in the world are obsessed with skims whether it be their underwear their bras their loungewear their sleepwear just the cozy stuff you guys Skims is on top of the world. It she also with this announcement of the Skims Fendi is that she is on the cover of the Wall Street Journal. Um, 15 years in the business, and now Skims is evaluated close to one billion dollars. Kimberly can do anything, and anyone that says otherwise should stop listening. Straight up. You know, this is a Kimmy fan club. I will ride for her okay she turned 41 last week that means it's officially a one-year anniversary of when she flew all of her friends to that private island and it was like all this whole no sensitivity about covid and all the things looked like the most sickening birthday trip of all time i'm still re-looking at pictures of kimmy taking those tequila shots and kendall and dev on like their first family vacay oh there's just so much there's so much content in those photos of her 40th birthday but she turned 41. Love to see it. Also, Chloe was on Ellen last week, and she let us know that the Hulu show is actually probably going to air in late January, early February. Um, me, personally, that gives me a few months to figure out how the fuck I'm going to watch it. Um, I'm really excited. I read today. I listened today in comments by celebs. They were like, are you serious? Late January, early February? I wish I could literally crawl into a hole and hibernate until then. Could not agree more. The logistics of that and the logic of like people are like, what? Why would you need to hibernate? First of all, it's getting fucking cold. Second of all, till late January, that's a lot of months of snow that I could sleep through if I literally decided to hibernate. So can someone just wake me up when the Hulu premiere starts? Because that's that's when I'm going to feel alive again. You know? Just kidding. There's so many other times I'll feel alive. But you guys know what I'm saying. This might be one of the first times that I have no idea what to expect and as soon as that trailer drops, my world is about to fucking rock, okay? So that is coming hopefully soon. Um, Courtney and Travis, again, still celebrating their entire engagement. People are starting to predict, like, what's the vibe going to be? Um, I've seen pics of his wedding with Shanna Mukler pop up. Um, it was very, like, black, white, and red. It had a punk theme to it. And so the people are guessing that maybe because Court's ring is so oval and traditional, that maybe this will be a traditional wedding. I can low-key kind of picture Travis in that white tux with a black bow tie. You know what I mean? Um, I could see them doing something like that. And maybe Court comes out in a white dress. Maybe she comes in a black dress. But I don't think it's going to be as punk as we are assuming just based off of what they've been kind of looking, feeling, doing like for the last year or so. Um, but can't wait to see that. It'll be very, very interesting. Um, another thing, just real quick on them, is the fact that people are pointing out that the family didn't necessarily overly congratulate Court on the engagement. Um, again, me and the comments by Celeb Girls are agreeing to the fact that I think they were trying to be a little sensitive. I think they were probably over the moon in person. I think we're going to see it on the Hulu show that they are 
so happy that Court is happy because when Court is happy, she's actually fun and nice to be around. Whereas when she's not happy, she's a raging brat. Um, as we saw in the last few seasons of Keeping Up when she's like fist fighting Kim, that was a whole wild scene and she wasn't happy then. So um, one of the things people are saying is the fact that there wasn't much social media acknowledgement to the engagement. And if I'm being honest, I think that was, you know, I think it was probably intended. Um, they're trying to be sensitive with Scott. You know, he is a huge part of Chloe's life, a huge part of Kim's life, Kendall's life. Um and I just kind of have a feeling that maybe they were trying to be a little sensitive to him and not be over the top posting and congratulating and doing all the things. Chris Jenner, of course, did that. Um, the sisters have toned it down. So if you're one of those people out there that's been freakishly eyeing, like, what the fuck has been going on? Why haven't the sisters been, you know, super over the moon for court as they were for Kim when she was on SNL? I really think it has something to do with the Scott element. And for that matter, I, I kind of respect it. Um, you can hate Scott all you want, but I'm worried about him. I'm worried about his mental health. I hope that he has people around him. I hope he has a support system. So that's my thoughts on the Kardashians. What else? Um, Alec Baldwin and this whole prop gun situation that happened. Yes, I just remembered. Um, tragic, tragic, tragic. The fact that the production was already, you know, like kind of under, I don't want to say under review, but people weren't happy with the quality of the production. Um, and then this to happen where he fired a gun and unfortunately killed someone is devastating. Um, as soon as more things come out about that, I obviously will update everyone, but that's really what I got for you on this Tuesday. Um, happy world series to everyone. Go Braves, go. Uh, happy Bachelorette tonight as well. And I will see you this Friday for another episode of Sadie Spills the Tea.